when I first got married before we, before we had her, like my wife would call me and be out of, uh, women's like tampons and stuff. Hey, you know, uh, can you run by the store and, uh, grab a box of this? And I'm like, no, use one of my old socks. <laughs> so you get to go out or something. No, you did what? Peace world, easy worlds, your man and boogie. Don't worry about the name. Get used to the voice. And it is another episode of Keeping the Tile. Thank you so much for tuning in, rocking and vibing me as always. I'm grateful to have you in the mix with me as I always am. This is my favorite time and that is the Father's Day special. The Why I Kept My Towels Father's Day edition where I get to speak with some incredible fathers who get a chance to go ahead and spit their raw truth on their lives and their journey of fatherhood the ups the downs and what in the worlds some of y'all will have wth wtfs but ladies and gentlemen i got another great father he's about to step in the ring with me gonna get a chance to hear his upbringing and also him speak about his journey in fatherhood so ladies and gentlemen introducing coming into the ring my man the kentucky guy kg are you there Hey, hey, Boogie, man. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He is here, ladies and gentlemen. He's in the mix. He decides to come and hang out in the gym with me. And, man, we're going to have a great sparring session. So, KG, this is what I need you to do. Get your mouthpiece in your mouth. Get your hands wrapped. Get your gloves on. Get your grind guard on. Get your headgear on. Make your way to the ring. And I need the rest of you, ladies and gentlemen, to go and grab a seat. Grab a seat around the ring. It is KG and Ant Boogie. And this spar session has officially started. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go. Boogie, I can't come to the ring without music, son. <laughs> All right. I got you on that one. You ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> You ain't got to worry about that, man. I got you. You're a fool. But, um, but KG, let's go down memory lane. Let's take this back to 19-something-something like that. And let us know, where did it all start for KG? Yeah, man, you scared the hell out of me when you said 19-something. I thought you were going to get my age. <laughs> I live, actually, in, uh, in this beautiful state of Kentucky now. I uh, came down here to actually go to college, met a young lady, got married, and had a kid, all that good stuff. But coming up in the world and being raised as a uh, in a two parent home myself, which I was very uh, very blessed, especially in my neck of the woods in Ohio. I was on the other side of Cleveland, and to be honest, most of my friends and so forth, you know, they were one parent homes. That was different for me. I got to see kind of both sides uh, doing that. And one thing that I noticed from a lot of buddies that I got really close to is growing up was it was kind of hard. It was very hard, you know, living in a one parent home for them and. A long time in the making, and it was it was instilled in me at a young age by my parents. I never wanted that for my son or daughter if I had kids down the road. And I know there's circumstances that happen where there's nothing you can do about it. I get that. But, but as a kid, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to put, you know, if I ever decide to have kids, I'm not going to put them through that. Because I witnessed some bad stuff. However, in my home, thankfully, I was raised by two Christian people. Uh, who taught me work ethics along with, uh, you know, God, country, family. And, you know, very blessed. I was, I'm one of six. Oh, wow. Uh, we're, yeah, I'm one of six. I'm the youngest one, by the way. There's actually, uh, I'm the mistake of the family because my parents <laughs> were older when they had me. 
Yeah, there's a there's 13 years between me and my brother, who was the youngest one before I came. So basically, so, yeah. you were like the Ishmael of the family, and the others were like right, the Isaacs. Man. Nice. My brother, I'm telling you, the doctor told my mom she wasn't pregnant, that I was a tumor, man. You know? Because <laughs> <laughs> she was older. <laughs> For real, that's a true story. Because uh, oh, wow. she was older in life. I mean, they thought they'd been done, you know, having kids for years. So, but uh, yeah, so I, I come along and, uh, you know, they're older. Uh, they've already um, started to, uh, you know, get established in life and, and what have you. And uh, uh, my dad, who uh, worked in a factory all his life. One day, uh, he's actually a, a, a pastor. He's a minister, been a minister for over 50 years now. Uh, one day, he um, came on his mind to start his own business. These are the kind of people that I know we have, our school systems are in a mess right now. Everybody's talking about Absolutely. I'm not going to get political or anything. Absolutely. But especially our history is way off on what we teach our kids. And these kind of guys, like my dad, I'm not just saying because it's him, uh, should be in the history books who our kids should be reading about to give them that work ethic, that quality of life, wanting more out of life than just, you know, barely getting by. So he decided to go in the trash collection business and he goes out and everybody kind of thinks he's crazy because <laughs> uh, he's never ran a business before. By the way, my dad only has a third grade education. He can only read and write his own name. That's it. Oh, wow. So he goes out and he buys this old Ford pickup truck and he builds a wooden box around it. And he takes off in the car. He, that's what he starts hauling in. But he takes off in his car. He stays out for 48 hours. Nobody knows where he's at. What he's doing, man, is he's driving all over the counties, putting flyers, advertising his new business in Melbach. Hmm. So needless to say, years go on. When he decides to sell out and we actually move down here, he had six garbage trucks, actual trash collection trucks, uh, roll off thousands of residential uh, customers and over 500 commercial customers and he sold out to a little company called waste management you may have heard of them yes sir so so yeah he built that business so he and i learned a lot because uh during the summer when a lot of kids were out uh shooting ball and playing games and things like that i was on back of garbage truck man wow. i was earning money you know and uh learning the business and so forth and uh, it's kind of been that way all my life and i've done that same routine with my daughter kg as you have matriculated through life and you had to learn the art of hard work from your pops going the back of a truck and hauling trash and everything else as you hit through life meet this wonderful lady just some way somehow i don't know i was not born i don't know how this happens but you get word kg I am pregnant. What goes through your head when you hear that? Well, we had been married for two years, right at two years. And we, we dated five years before we got married. And and Boogie, just to be honest with you, we thought uh, that there was a problem. We actually went and got tests ran uh, hmm. because she wasn't getting pregnant. Oh, wow. And, and then one day, it's kind of amazing. My mom passed away. And had been gone less than a year. And, you know, that's the one thing I wish I would. Boy, my daughter, she's so spoiled now. But if mom would have been alive, it would have been so much different. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, we're sitting there and we're, we're talking. And she goes, uh, I've got something to tell you. I said, what's up? And she goes, uh, I'm pregnant. 
So the first thing in my mind is, is it April Fools? What's going on? Because you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm telling you, we dated five years and we'd been married two and we never tried not to get pregnant, if you know what I mean. So, and, and it never happened. So I'm sitting there. I'll never forget this. I'm sitting there on the couch. She tells me she's lit up. I've never seen her look more beautiful uh, than she looked that day when she told me. And man, my heart just sunk. And the first thing I did was I called my best friend, my dad, mm. to let him know. It was such a time, man, because my wife, she, she, uh, I, I heard all of these horror stories. You always hear the bad stories first, right? Okay. When somebody's pregnant. And I heard all these horror stories, but she worked up and she actually worked the day she had my daughter at the telephone company. And she was able to, she had an, an amazing, Probably why we haven't had any other kids because she's afraid. Because <laughs> it was such a good pregnancy. She had an amazing pregnancy. Once we got there, so I, I had it easy. I had it real easy. I didn't do any of the morning sickness. You know how some of the guys, they'll uh, <laughs> they'll go right along <laughs> with their ladies. I, I had it easy, man. I, I didn't do any of that. We finally got to the night of delivery. She wakes me up. I run off. Her mom's following us, but I leave her mom in dust. I mean... I'm, <laughs> I was afraid she's going to have the baby in the car. I can't do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm no doctor, man. Right. You know? Right. And I don't think you want to say, hey, babe, so you were born in the backseat. I don't think you want to yeah, say that. There you go. <laughs> but uh, you might have been created there, but not born hey, Anyways, hey, right. so, uh, <laughs> so we get to the hospital. Everything's okay. Uh, she's in labor quite a few hours. Now, the first time that we've faced any type of dilemma and it was a big one was they did a they did an x-ray or something and they found out that my daughter had a bowel movement while she was still in the womb oh, and no. the fear was that if she swallowed that yeah if she swallowed that uh any of that she could get a virus let's just put it this way it could be deadly right, right. so you know they, they tell they so they tell me that uh the only thing i know to do man is i get away by myself and i start talking to god about it you know, you know, you, you, you bring me this far, you know, please don't, please don't take either one of my girls now. So, uh, I go in, uh, go into the delivery. I'm right there the whole way. I'm helping, you know, I'm doing the breathing push, push. I mean, just like you see on TV, uh-huh. cause that's all I know. We didn't, we didn't take any classes, man. I read a bunch of books, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, he, 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 ha, ha, ha. Right. And the doctor's looking at me like I'm a dumb ass, you know, uh-huh. what are you doing, man? You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so the pediatrician is standing there because they're afraid of the bowel movement. And uh, so she she had my daughter. They take her over. I don't even get to hold her first. They take her right over there to the pediatrician. He is there actually 50 seconds and then he's gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there and now I'm panicking. You know, my daughter's still there and she's crying. So I know everything. You know, I know she's at least, you know, crying. She's alert. So I'm standing there and the nurse comes over with her. I go, wait a minute. I go, is she okay? What about the, yep, yep, everything is perfect. And man, oh man, you know, that was the, the emotion I had when I seen her was something, I'm not a big crier, especially back then. Right. Uh, but that's all I could do. I remember walking out. Uh, my dad was in the waiting room along with some friends of mine. And I walked out and I just kind of collapsed. They thought something was wrong. I was just overjoyed. I didn't know how else to express it. Wow. It's just what an amazing feeling. Yeah. 
this young lady is born and they put her in your arms. Ten fingers, ten toes. Papa KG, what is this feeling like? That's, you know, that's actually the first thing I did was look at the fingers and toes. Mm. <laughs> when I looked in her eyes, first thing I noticed was blue eyes. And I'm like, okay, that's my color. That's my dad's color. Like, you know, it's a family thing. And then she smiled. Mm. And I am telling you, I don't care. My sister jokes me all the time and says she smiled because she had gas. Whatever. When that little girl smiled at me and looked up, that is when the Kentucky guy knew it was time to grow up. Mm. It was time to get serious about a career. It was time to continue paying on his home that he just bought and really get serious because he knew he was responsible for this little life. So the Kentucky guy before Papa Kentucky guy, what was he like? Uh, he was a little wild, man. You know, to be honest with you, he was uh, married but single. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had he had work at like he'd still go to work, work every day, mm-hmm. but it didn't mean that he wouldn't party the night before right up until time to go to work. Oh, man. And uh, But, you know, that, that all changed, man. I was a completely... It's a it's kind of amazing in a way when I think back on it. I was a completely different person when I walked out of that hospital. Like that's how big of an effect she had on my life. And still does. I mean, I never did go back to any of that craziness. This little baby. First she's on her back. And then someday wake up, she starts crawling, and then she's trying to walk, and then she starts walking and talking. How are you taking in this process as this little child is now growing before you? So when she starts crawling and she starts walking, that's pretty cool, right? I mean, that's, I'm okay with that. Everything's fine. You know, she's going to get older uh, as she starts walking. However, her first day of preschool, dude, I was a mess. I'm like, oh my God, she's growing up too fast. Her life's going through. Oh no. (laughs) Don't tell me that you went there and you started crying. No, I got in the car, buddy. I got to wait. I'm not a crier in front of people. <laughs> I got in the car by myself. I dropped her off the first day and she just lost it on me. Mm. So that made it 10 times worse. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I tell you a story. She was about, she was such a, a healthy baby. I mean, we've been blessed so, so much with her. And, she, and like I said, the pregnancy was great and she was so healthy too. And the first time she really got sick, I'll never forget this. She was in, uh, she was two years old and she got like the flu or something. Now this kid, like she'd been to the doctor for checkups, but she'd never been to the emergency room or anything, which is unheard of for sickness. She's just, she's just blessed. I was two hours away from home. I was working and I got a phone call and it was from my mother-in-law. And she said, my wife has taken our daughter to the ER in our hometown where we live. And I said, okay, I'm two hours away. I made it to the hospital in 30 minutes in an old van. And if the police would have got behind me, they would have just had to follow me to the hospital. That was the scariest time. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. My wife was with me while we were working that day. We were filling up store, one of our stores down the road. And she was with me and our mother-in-law called and said she was taking her to the emergency room. I forgot that part. So yeah, and normally my wife's always on to me about my driving, but she just sat back and bared it. And we got there and then thank God it was just a code, you know, but that was the first time she ever really got sick. But you would have thought that she was in an accident or something. (laughs) This little baby grows into teenagers and all this stuff. 
and this child grown before you who can now have a full form conversation with you what's this like it, it is different and it, it can be great fantastic at times uh we have such a strong relationship mm. you know little girls uh, you a father will do things for his daughter that he won't do for anyone else absolutely i remember uh when i first got married before we before we had her like my wife would call me and be out of uh, women's like tampons and stuff. Hey, you know, uh, can you run by the store and uh, grab a box of this? And I'm like, no, use one of my old <laughs> socks so you get to go out or something. No, your what? You know? Never. You yeah, you told to use what? Or something, you know, your old know. socks. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, a pair of socks. You know, wow. Up in there. I don't know how they do that. Hey, that's none of my business. You know, <laughs> but anyway, I'm just joking. Of course I didn't, but I didn't go buy them though. And, uh, but I have for my daughter several times, you know, right. so it's just amazing how, uh, how you change. And I was actually with her, uh, her mom was working a night shift and, uh, I was with her when, uh, she first started that for the first time, you know, I was nervous at first, but then we sat down and talked. I told her how proud I was of her, how she's, you know, going to be able to have a kid one day. Hey man, I handled it pretty darn good in my eyes. Anyways, I didn't, oh, panic, man. I didn't throw up. I didn't do anything. KG, you went down aisle seven? Oh, I had to, man. I had to. <laughs> so, love, you didn't go down aisle seven for your wife, but you went down aisle seven for the little girl. Yeah, well, once she found out I did it for the little girl, I did it for both now. But yeah, before they know. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. yeah. If anybody's wondering what aisle seven is, don't worry. You haven't been there. That means you don't have sisters or you don't have daughters. So, God bless you. You haven't gone down that aisle yet. Have fun when you do. Yes, yeah, and you better move fast. And no, and and here's the here's the caveat, fellas. Those you got to go down that aisle. You better grab the right one. Grab the yeah, right make one. Make them draw pictures or anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, anything. But if you grab that wrong one and you try to do this as fast as possible, don't worry. You're gonna end up going back there, and you're gonna have to now stroll through that aisle. So God bless y'all. You mentioned that, but the first time I went, neither one of the girls were with me. Like I said, I was. You know, she started that out of nowhere. And she stayed here, and uh, my wife was working. So I went. My mother-in-law came and stayed with her. So I went, and I bet you I bought 15 different boxes of that crap. I had no idea. I thought it was all the same. You know yep. what I mean? 15, I, I, at least 15 boxes of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, we, and my wife's like, well, I'm going to take this stuff back. We're not going to use it. I said, you can take it back. I'm not taking it back. Can you imagine me returning, you know, 14 boxes of tampons? <laughs> Oh, man, that would be something in your dare diary. Guess what happened to me today? Yeah, yeah, a bucket list or something, right? <laughs> right. It is this little baby is now grown into the wonderful phase called teenagers. Did you turn out to be the Terminator dad where you said, okay, she is now 13. I officially got a shotgun. Or did you just lay back? Which one did you do? Be honest. Oh, I'm the guy that when a guy comes to the house, even now, I'm cleaning my gun on my desk, <laughs> sitting there talking to him. Yeah, I, I'm from Kentucky, man. You know what I mean? Uh, oh yeah, I'm 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 that guy. Uh, definitely that guy. I'm I'm the one. I don't think she's had one what she calls boyfriend that hasn't been afraid of me. I am I am who I am, and I and I'm good to them. You know, I'm staying with uh-huh. these guys once I get to know them. But they know right off the bat. You know, you know. Right. Well, she's her she's her own person. She's she gets it from me. She's just as strong head as I am. So she's a good girl. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But uh, I let them know 
especially when she was younger, man, and started going to these stupid school dances. <laughs> when I hear of her going to like a school dance when she went, I was thinking when I used to go, because I wasn't a good kid. You know what I'm so, I, I'd go to the dance for like 10 minutes and I'd leave, you know, and go do God knows what. So and You didn't leave but, by uh, yourself, so did you? Like, no, that's that no fun. So when she started going, I'd be out in the car driving around the block trying not to be seen, making sure she was in there, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, well, she's uh, she's been on the dean's list uh, two times and probably a third time this last semester. Right. So I'm pretty proud of her for that. Say yeah. what? Yo, that's what's up right there. I love that. Yeah. That, man, yeah, you got a scholar. All, right, man, working all the time and... uh and running her own business and still making on the dean's list. That's, you know, I'm pretty proud of her. That's a bad girl right there. Yeah, no boyfriend too, so that's even cooler, you know? Right, right, exactly. So, Dad, I guess <laughs> I guess you just got to put the shotgun away and kind of and put the 32, you know, just in the ankle just for a little while just to make sure. I don't blame you. KG, as your girl's moving now into this young adulthood, what has been that advice that you've given her that she keeps using for her life? Take every day. I tell you what, let's talk since we were just talking about boys. Let's yep. let me tell you a dating advice that I gave her that she still she even repeats to me once in a while now. Yeah. So when it comes to dating, the advice I gave her was for the first six months of any relationship, that person is going to be everything that you think they want you to be and they're going to be and you're going to do the same so that piece of advice i've given her and she's seen it play out (laughs) a few times and i believe that way that's how i ran my dating life as well as well yeah i know she's still following that because she talks about it (laughs) even as she grows are there moments when you get kind of nervous to like man i don't know if i'm ready to let her completely go into this world and dating world the the world itself do you have those moments as a father all the time and basically she's in college but she still lives at home and she has to go in two years for the degree she wants to go to a college that's like three hours from here and that scares me to death Mm. but i know she's got a good head on her shoulders she's responsible it's just uh not ready to cut the cord thing do you ever think you'll see yourself ready to cut that cord yeah, I know it's coming. <laughs> I, I know it's I know it's coming. <laughs> right. So you're not one of those dads like no dating until you're married. No, I mean I've said that before, <laughs> joking, but no. No, she's dated. I mean she's she's just right now she's so focused on college. She's just not dating. So, KG, as you had mentioned earlier about the school system, which is bad, I'm definitely with you on that one. Um, and in this world that we're in how is it that you help her navigate through this world that of course different ideologies different things are being preached out there how do you help her navigate through that well i am a christian conservative fair enough and i've raised her to be that way as well fair enough and basically i've told her don't judge but do not let people push stuff down your throat you know if uh peter wants wakes up if he wakes up and he wants to be Mary, that's fine. But don't make me call you Mary. And we see that so much these days. And, you know, the woke uh, generation, you know, I've just advised her the best I could, you know, stay out of that stuff. And, you know, just trust in God, believe in family and country. And remember, there's so many countries out there 
that would love to be us. Yeah. No matter what people say. Yes. Yes. As you try to navigate her through this again in this generation that we're in, things are forced to people to follow and believe, and then there's other things like, all right, you have the ch- you have your choice to believe what you want, but if you don't, you're this, you're that, you're sexist, you're racist, you're everything in the book. How is it that you've seen how she navigates through it? Right. And once again, she's a strong girl. I've seen people comment on her Facebook because she's not afraid to put it out there. She's a Trump supporter. Okay. And uh, she's not afraid to put it on there. And she's got some backlash over that. I'm sure. And she handled it very professionally. Yeah, I was very proud of her. You know, uh, me being her dad, I didn't handle some of it too professionally. Right. Because, I mean, you know, now is it's it's different now because, of course, I know in your time when people just they disagree with you. They say, oh, you're just whacked out and blah, blah, blah. Whoever you supported back then. Now, today, it's a total different game. Oh, you need to be fired and this. And I'm like, but if they support who they support, that's who they choose to support. And right. it gets crazy. And that's what I don't agree with at times. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I don't agree with it. When you're now saying they need to be fired because of they support this particular person. That's on them. You know what I'm saying? That's that's their choice. They take a personal now. Yes, they do. And it, and it goes very, very far. Now you're showing them somebody's house and everything. That I definitely am not with. As I said I don't care if the person's on the left, the right, or the middle. It does not matter to me, but don't cross that line of now you're going personal on them. KG, why do you keep your towel in fatherhood? Well, you know, anybody can have a kid, but it takes a, a true man to be a father. And a father's not just a one day and or one month or one year. So I stay with it because of the love for the game. And, and it's so exciting. This little person I was responsible for now they're an adult and they still they talk like I do they look a lot like me it's just amazing and that's my girl and she always will be so KG close your eyes for me sir and you are in a room and on your right hand side there are OG fathers these fathers have adult children grandfathers great grandfathers and in the middle of this room are the appropriated fathers or those the uncles the godfathers the pastors the coaches who stepped in to be father like figures and mentors and then on your left hand side guys who just walked in the room they're about to step in this journey called fatherhood and also there are those on that side who still can't seem to grasp their responsibilities of fatherhood What would you tell these men in this room? So first of all, the coaches, teachers, and that that section, I'd go around and shake each of their hands and thank them. And the reason why is because a coach is so valuable, especially in a single parent's home, that I'd thank them. Of course, the grandfathers and that, I'd mad respect. And then these younger guys, the guys just stepping into it, and the guys who are in it but can't grasp it. The first thing I'd want to do is ask them a question. Did you grow up with a father or do you have a father figure in your life? If not, that explains a lot. Go find a mentor. It's not that hard. There, I'm sure you probably got them and don't even realize it. And then practice what they do. Follow their example of how they treat you. You know, books, 
movies, that only gets you so far. But to be a true father, you know, it's putting a Band-Aid on a scrape. It's being there. You know, nine times out of 10, the reason the father fails because he's not there. He's not involved in life. You know, even if you're not with the baby's mom, you can still be in that kid's life. And you need to be. And that's what I tell them. KG, there's any last words you have, my good man. The floor is yours. Well, I'll be honest with you, Boogie. I just want to say thank you for having me on. I think this is very important what you're doing. And uh, man, I will promote this show all over my podcast, social media, and what have you. So again, I want to thank you for having us on. And uh, man, God bless. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. You had KG who went ahead and gave you his spill on fatherhood, what he grew up from, what he grew up in as he was growing up as a young tyke. And then he had to now change his ways from being the wild guy, as he said, I was married but single, and then had to grow up into now this thing called fatherhood immediately once his little lady was born kg i just want you to know my good man that this round this sparring session you have made it through and so i just want to say thank you thank you thank you for showing up and joining me ladies and gentlemen i'm going to put all of kg's information there so you'll be able to check him out check out his podcast very good i'm going to tell you this you got to listen to that with an open mind do not go ahead in there with a myopic mindset and i believe it's red pill current news so go ahead and check that out So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Fathers, thank you so much, and congratulations to all my newbie fathers coming in. Happy Father's Day to all of you fathers out there, and please continue to like, share, and subscribe to Keeping the Tile Podcast as it's out there. So, wipe the blood, wipe the sweat, wipe the tears, but whatever you do, don't throw in your towel. Happy Father's Day once again. I will check you and I'll check you. We'll see you when we see you. We are out of here. Peace out.